Your internet radio dial is in the perfect position, and Race to the Bottom is on the air. Time to sit back and enjoy some refreshing Winslow tea. Try it hot, lukewarm, or over ice. Have it with milk and sugar, or a lemon wedge, or oh natural. Mm, mm, mm. Now that's Winslow Tea, a New York City tradition since 1872. Ask for it by name at the tea house or your local greengrocer, because that's how you know it's Winslow. Bushwick, Brooklyn. I'm John Reed. You're listening to Radio Free Brooklyn, and this is Race to the Bottom, baby! My monologue, as always, is sponsored by Winslow Tea, because that's how you know it's Winslow. I'm drinking it right now. Mm. As people can see on the Instagram live feed, I'm drinking it out of my thermos. I'm picking out a thermos for you and an extra special thermos for you. Isn't, isn't that how the song goes? Jerk fans.
Orchestra Baobab. I've been on a big Baobab kick. I went, I was, went on a, uh, a run yesterday. City running tours. If you like the show, go to uh, www forward slash. Remember when they did the whole thing? HTTP colon like you know you can just press uh the the actual like important part of the address or did you used to not be able to because man i feel like my uh could have saved a lot of time in in those first like internet classes when you're at the library if they could have just been like yeah just type in uh type in alta vista you don't need to do the whole http thing Anyway, cityrunningtours.com slash New York City. You run around the city like you're doing errands. But instead of doing errands, you're learning history and you're actually physically running. You're not schlepping. They sponsored this uh, lovely program and, and all the robust programming on, on the, uh, this here radio station internet virtual dial. Roger Dodger, right? Before we go any further, I I do need to um <laughs> I do need to kind of get serious for a second and you know, we lost somebody um he was like the he was like the lion of Wall Street. They called They called the Kennedy the Lion of the Senate. Was that because he... Ed, was it Edward Kennedy? The Chappaquiddick guy. Did they call him the Lion of the Senate because he looked like a lion with his hair? His his luscious Kennedy locks? R.I.P. Bernie Madoff. That's what I'm trying to get around to. And R.I.P. Steve Jobs. Speaking of Bernie Madoff, you know, because he made off with all the Mets money. Um, the Mets. We got to get Howie back on for. I, I figured out the name of the segment that it's going to be called. It's going to be called "This Is How We Do It" with our Mets correspondent Howie Frankel. You like that, Howie? Mets, first place. Knicks, three games above 500. Because, like they say, without God, all is permissible. A quote erroneously attributed to the brothers Karamazov. They never, never actually say that. That's kind of a summary of what... It's not Aloysia who says that. Who says, who apocryphally says without God is all is permissible. Is that Dimitri? Come on, my my uh, brother's K heads. I, I play with the um, Bernie Madoff RIP, but I, I just before I do move on seriously what a rough week rough year 
rough decade. Um, you know, I'm not sure how to proceed with all the gun violence and police violence. Not sure how to address it on the show and in, and how to process it in my own life. It's tough. Um, I guess the, the tough thing is that we, we just kind of... We know what side of this we're on. We don't need any more evidence, but the evidence just keeps pouring in. <sighs> so we'll just we'll we'll keep it uh we'll we'll try to keep it uh somewhat light. I wanted to do a, a round of sound here. Um round of sound copyright. Uh this is actually copyright S- What's the radio station in in Albuquerque that uh that I got that from research team? Um I can't check my texts from my research team cuz I'm on Instagram live. I'm going to say goodbye to my Instagram live people. You guys got to see how the sausage is made. Uh and now. Anyway, I was in um In Albuquerque, New Mexico, which I love. And there's a nice community radio station in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And on said station, they, uh, the, the DJ said, how about that round of sound? And I said, great artists, what is it? Great artists steal. Good artists borrow, great artists steal. That's also from Brothers Karamazov. My literary jokes today are killing. Anyway, I digress. What I'm trying to say is that I don't know what to do about all the the violence and injustice in this country, but I do know that music helps. And about this time last year, a good friend of mine and a friend of the show, a guy called... Salim Hugh Penny put out a record called You Just Try to Keep On Songs of Solidarity and Self-Care and I thought I'd I'd uh, play this um, because Salim just put this record out for free he wanted he said he wanted to spread some love out there and this is on his band camp KUNM Radio. Good rate. If you're if you are in Albuquerque, New Mexico, tune in to KUNM Radio. That's where I got the round of sound. I stole it. But I didn't steal this. I I bought this. And you don't even need to steal this. You can just go to Salim Hugh Penny. Hugh Hugh Art is is his moniker. Monocure. HughArt.bandcamp.com and check out my buddy from Chi Town, Salim Hugh Penny. And uh, I love this song. And hope and from Salim's lips to 
Mother Nature's Ears. This one's called Warm Skies, Loving You. And it's by, I guess this was a side project he did called Fresh Produce. And Willie Beats made this beat. And it's a good dang beat. And I love Salim's rhymes on this. And let's get some warm skies here in the city. We'll play this and, and maybe take some phone calls. You're listening to Radio Free Brooklyn. I'm John Reed, and this is Race to the Bottom. H-U-E. Warm skies, mayflies, eyes shine, waist slide. I want you to sleep, waited for you to wake. Pine straw leaves crisscross smiles on your face. Sunshine is rising in your eyes again. Best nights, moonlight, cicadas croak, shells croak. Half dark, birch bark, sun feels, our love feels. Like sap, like moss, a bit warm, sort of soft, fragile, like it might break. But, but just wait, a snowflake is a raindrop after a hurricane. A mudslide is an excess of water and sand grains in the midst of a storm. I'll shield you from harm, I'll hold you like clay, be the wheel that you spin on. 361 degrees, 366 days. 25 hours, my love's here to stay Go the extra mile, or the extra inch, or the extra yard So the extra stitch, soon our young hearts can become that old quilt A patchwork, an outline, a blueprint to be built Each square, each plot, each row, each dot A seed for a memory, for a lifetime, for a galaxy A hug is the sky, I'm all warm inside like Predict what will come to pass. Crystal ball, tarot cards on Manat. All these together can't change that fast. All that I know is I'd rather show verbs to write, to hear, to say. I drive for miles and miles of days in a used, used car. Take 12 nights of trains to walk on my feet till my shoes turn to dust. The skin wears thin and all tinsels crush. Crawl on my knees, pull myself through the fears Till my lungs collapse and I run out of tears Close my eyes, let birds that spray glide On the surface it may seem hard to digest this But life as we know is an illusion of flesh All that is good and that is true will rise Back inside, it's all one sky So good. Shout out to HUE. You just try to keep on. Songs of solidarity and self-care. I think we have a phone call if they're still on the line. Let's let's see if if uh, caller's still here. Uh, caller? Yeah, it's oh. me. Oh my goodness. So let me set this up. Let me in- introduce this caller here. So, 
Race to the Bottom has all, almost been on, on the air non-consecutively for 10 years, for a decade. And the breakout star of Race to the Bottom is this guy on the line here. And he's, he's my doctor. No, he's your doctor, but my dad. Doctor, doctor dad. How's it going? It's so funny. I, uh, yeah, it's going well, and uh, I've got um, some ideas. I've got an idea about uh, uh, how you could uh, add to, you know, March sadness, uh, maybe to try uh, May gladness. Wow. And, uh, <laughs> okay. So um, let, let me do a This is what, a, a, like, Terry Gross or somebody would do to kind of set things up a little bit because not every people are tuning in for the first time today i feel it dr dad so we do a thing on that we did it was the third annual march sadness and we just finished it um it's a tournament style contest between listeners saddest memories and they go up head to head and we had uh judges from uh, Chambers McSullivan Law Firm judged the first few rounds, and then listeners judged the final round. And in a very poignant story called "Green Jumpsuit," one and the the listener who wrote that is going to do the the uh, playlist for the big party uh, July Fourth show. Just like uh, Grandpa Joe said, we're gonna everybody's gonna party like crazy on July Fourth because we're gonna celebrate how we're all vaccinated, right, Doctor Dad? Right. And so yeah. so this this guy's going to put together a playlist. But Dr. Dad said hey, that's not a you you can't focus on the on just the sadness. So what's your what's your pitch here? Well, um you know, so many stories uh I just love the uh the stories in March sadness and it just brings you together, helps you realize that uh, we're all humans and we've got these interesting uh, struggles and, and everything. And so I thought, well, let's focus on the, on the positive side of this equation. And so um, I was thinking uh, we could have stories um, uh, uh, titled the, the Joy of Giving or Never Give Up or If You're in for Doubt to Victory or Kindness Wins or you know any anything like that, and then it it would be uh, the the focus would be slightly more positive than than the uh, you know the March sadness. I'm, and it, it would tie in nicely with springs here. Life's going to open up to do new things, and uh, so it's just an idea. But uh, so, Doctor Dad, I wanted you to. Because you pitched this to me, and I said, you know, I you got to go direct to the pe- we got to use the bully pulpit here. <laughs> so, it, um, if people are interested in this, because here's here's my one, um, it's not a caveat, but my one issue with this, Doctor Dad, is that sometimes I feel like I'm I'm browbeating my listeners to oh write this thing, send me this memory. Uh, tune in at ten o'clock on Saturday morning when you're you're just trying to wake up, you know. So uh, yeah. I got to make sure that people are are ready to do this. So if there's a groundswell for May gladness, um, 
I need to hear from listeners about this. Sure, that and, makes sense. And Doctor Dad is putting putting it out there. I I like it, but do do you, dear listener, like it? Um, and not to put you on the spot, Doctor Dad, but so when I pay, when I explain March sadness each year, I give one of my own kind of a uh, in teaching they call it an exemplar, right? I give my own model. Of, of what a March sadness. So I talked about, uh, you know, losing a pet frog one time or, uh, you know, reading the book Old Yeller. Um, and it was the first book that made me cry and I was just bawling reading, uh, the end of Old Yeller. So do you have a, um, what a story that a little vignette that pops into mind that you would maybe submit for March gladness? Or may well, gladness, one, sorry. All right. Yeah the, uh, one that, yeah, the one that comes to mind first is uh, about uh, a little girl called Sherry Febi. Um, that's how you pronounce it in uh, Marathi, which I used to be able to speak. And we were in India during my senior uh, year of medical school uh, on an infectious disease rotation. And this five-year-old girl was brought in to me to the hospital, and she weighed uh, uh, 14 pounds and was totally skin and bones, and I thought she's going to die any day. So we hospitalized her, and the story is about how she had fever because she had malaria and she had a tapeworm because that's what was sucking all the nourishment out of her body. And and uh, this, uh, the wonderful story in there is that we actually saved her life. It was just so amazing that that we're able to do that. And uh, so that'd be one example. How'd you, how'd you save her life? Intimidate people because it's a, a major thing, but any, anything that would be kind of inspirational and a uh, victory or turning doubt into, you know, a victory would be the kind of story that would, uh, I think really, um, encourage people. How'd you save her life? Well, it was very difficult. We had to eliminate the, um, malaria, uh, first, because that was, that was really killing her. She, every three days she'd had this horrendous fever. So we had anti-malarial medicine we gave her and that worked and then the next strategy was how to get that tapeworm out of her body and we had we had to feed her well enough because then you got to give the medicine and uh by itself and it uh, it uh paralyzes the the uh the uh so big long worm yeah in, the, in there and it paralyzes it and then it comes on out and wow. uh, we got got that out and then then the thing is well how to nourish your body not too fast because you could stress her liver but uh we did that slowly and then there's this wonderful joyous thing where i see this little kid uh walking down uh, she looked like a stork she was still so thin but she was walking again and the smile on her face was the same smile that i saw on your face when you were about 10 months old and you're, you're taking your first steps. It was just such a joyous uh, day to see that little girl coming back to life. Wow. Okay, guys. So there, there you go. There's your, your exemplar. If you, (laughs) if you are, if you read are ready to, uh, to contribute to May sadness, 
Yeah, uh, hit hit me up through through all the channels. Yeah, yeah no, may gladness, not sadness. May may gladness. I I got sadness on the brain, but <laughs> yeah. um, yes, may gladness, may gladness. I'm gonna say it. It's it sounds like a a sit good like somebody who'd be on Golden Girls. May gladness. <laughs> um, well, <laughs> well, Doctor Dad, yeah. um, you you. You put it out there now. Now people just need to uh, run with it. Yeah, vote and call. Let you know if they want to do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. You uh, things going okay? Yeah, we're we got our vaccinations, both of us, so we're both uh, safe. Our anxiety dropped considerably. Now yeah. that we know that we're we're not uh, gonna at our age get uh, get it. Get, you're in serious danger. So. We're we're glad about that. So things are going, and of course at work I'm very busy. A lot of people need me, so we're doing it. And um, yep. Well, it's it's always great to hear from you, and and um, you can be like the uh, team captain and for May Gladness if if it happens. Uh, okay. So so we'll uh, we'll be hearing from you soon, hopefully. Yes. Okay. All right. Good. All right. Bye bye. Right. Bye. Bye. Your doctor, my dad, Dr. Dad, thank you for the phone call. And uh, now it's time for a segment of the show that I like to call uh, Recommended, because that's its name. It's a Come on. How many times is that going to play? That's still Salim's stuff playing in the background. I'm going to fire my intern here. I don't have an intern. Okay, there we go. We, we back to normal? Here. Oh, yes. All right, so I talk a lot of trash on the show from time to time. But I try to balance that out by this segment of the show, and it's called Recommended. And I've got a backlog of shows to recommend. So I'm going to do it now. Different things I, I need to talk about. And then I'm going to try to do a, a political checkup. See how ambitious I can be here. So hopefully next week i'm going to save some of these recommendations because hopefully next week i'm going to get my buddy eric and maybe uh chris mata on the show and we're going to talk we're going to talk turkey not turkey we're going to talk oscars um i've been watching all the oscar nods nods or noms i guess they're noms and then you get the nod um watch nomadland chicago seven sound of metal minari mank Judas and the Black Messiah still need to watch The Father, and then we've watched them all. Um, and like I think I said previously, I'm impressed. That, that, that dude, Bill Maher, was moaning that he thought we've had a tough year and, and all the Oscar nominations were too difficult to watch. He's wrong. He can go hang out with uh, Sharon Osbourne for all I care because 
the I thought that this round of of Academy Award Best Picture nominations was I think it's the best. I, there's not a bad movie in the in the bunch. So hopefully we'll we'll talk about those with Eric, who's a who's a major film buff, and he's buff. Um, and then but then we started poking into the best. It used to be called foreign films, but that's not that's not right. It's international. We watched this movie another round, and it's on Hulu. If you're interested, and man, is it good! It's a uh, Danish, right? Research team. And it's about these teachers who decide that they're they're kind of having a midlife crisis and they decide that they want to start drinking uh not recreationally but as drinking as like a performance enhancer to loosen them up. And all hijinks ensues. And it Deals a lot with male friendship and male. I I, I think in in uh, Danish it's called pressure. The name of the movie, not another round, because sometimes in in different languages they'll have different titles. Um, like Brothers Karamazov in Russian is called "Without God, All Things Are Permissible." Man, why is that funny to me? Um, so yeah, pre- the, the pressure of, of, um, and I think later in the show, we're going to talk about, uh, gender and all that sort of thing. And one, one thing that I would say about gender nonconformity is that it, I think it runs the gamut. I think that there are a lot of men, myself included. I mean, I'm a pretty uh, open guy, but I've had my life constricted in so many ways by the dent of gender expectations. Men are not allowed to do things or say things or feel things still in society um, that make our lives really... um, constricted and small i think for example my wife realized this men by and large straight men i guess straight cis men do not go out to dinner with one another very often or if they do there needs to be drinking involved because it's too intimate for uh two male friends to just go have dinner without drinks. Guys will be like, oh, okay, we got to get some drinks. Right? And that kind of is what the direction of this, this movie. And I recommend it. I recommend this song. So there's this Wings. I About this time last year, I went on a Wings kick because I love the Beatles. And you know the Beatles, right? And I and I was always a John Lennon guy, but then as I grew older, what's the thing if you're not a, a socialist by the time you're 20, you're you're heartless, and if you're not a conservative by 40, you're an idiot. 
I don't agree with that, but I kind of, if you substitute John Lennon and Paul McCartney, I might agree with it. Uh, I thought Paul McCartney was a dork. I still kind of do, but um, I fell in love with Paul McCartney's music. And so I decided I'm going to check out Wings. So I went through the whole Wings catalog and I made a playlist and I just started deleting all the songs that sucked. There's still it's still a pretty hefty playlist of wing songs that don't suck. And one of them is called uh Arrow Through, Arrow Shot Through, I forget. And Erica Badu sampled it. And then I was like, who else sampled it? And one of the people who sampled that song is uh Mind Sign. And this is Arrows. More in a second. Arrow through me is the wings, the wings song, uh, Buffalo Wild Wings song. No, that's the can't play that right now. That's a political checkup. So yeah, another round. I recommend it, and I recommend also Into the Storm. If you're into that kind of thing, if you're into the storm kind of thing. It's on HBO. It's about uh, QAnon. It's a documentary. And it's really about a feud between these two web developers. Really. And I know everybody's talking about QAnon these days. But I like to think of myself as an early adopter. (laughs) I was talking about QAnon back in the day. Um, I'm drawn to that kind of thing. Why people believe the things that they believe. But here's what I think is interesting. And and I've watched and read and listened to a bunch of different stuff. Let me try to do this genealogy real quick. Of how this... This is what I think is really interesting. So... And I didn't know a lot about this. I talked a little bit about this to my nephew Wyatt on the How Has the Internet Changed Us episodes. Because he's a gamer. But I didn't quite f- realize how the how gamer culture, video game uh, and computer game people, how that fit into this puzzle of the, of the alt-right and QAnon and anonymous and gamergate so here's let me see how quickly i can do this so there was this there's these message boards and the first one was called something awful and these gamer people um there's this idea of the otaku and that's a japanese idea of like losers losers um and this kind of went morphed into the incel people. Um, people who 
society has forgotten and they just sit around playing video games and they're not going to be a success. And these, and they, they love the internet and they love these message boards. They love memes. They love uh, posting kind of offensive or, or strange images and, and ideas uh, kind of ironically, right? It, it's kind of what I talked to uh, Seth Simons about. Oh, I'm just kidding, right? So they would post, they would think of the, like the worst possible memes and images to post and be and try to gross each other out, uh, all within the guise of irony. So then something awful became 4chan. Um, and a lot of these same people were in uh, Anonymous, the the like internet hacktivist group and anonymous would go after you know organizations and people that they thought were hypocritical they went after tom cruise and scientology they went after sarah palin uh they they tried to help what was happening with the arab spring they went after the vatican they went after the cia um uh and also they were big into like uh, free speech and, and anybody who would who would dare to l- limit anything that any anyone would say online they were big into total internet freedom so they would also go after like anybody who was uh pc who they felt like was was um you know curtailing speech so these same losers um you can see how a guy sitting in his basement could also morph into uh, the politics of of resentment and xenophobia and they're taking my jobs and I don't have any um, means to advance myself like my father or grandfather, etc. And this led to Gamergate where women... Uh, video game developers and video game reviewers and critics uh, were talking about the misogyny and the uh, extreme violence and stuff in a lot of these video games. And so these people were like, here women come trying to destroy. This is our t- this is our thing. We're down here in the basement. We're losers. Women don't like us anyway, and now they're coming for our video games where where we can live out these fantasy worlds um, of being alpha males. And so they they doxed the and and harassed these these women um, who who were trying to get an entree into video game culture and. A lot of the the tactics used in Gamergate were were uh, embraced by the alt right, and 4chan uh, got so ugly that that the people kind of shut it down. And then, but then they they were like, "Oh, we need we need a place that's even more free." Um, no, they didn't shut it down. They started 4chan started uh, doing a little censorship because any place you, there's always going to be limits on what people can say, violence and and you know really despicable things so that moved to 8chan and by 8chan 
these people were th- these these losers, um, self-admitted losers, incels and otaku people, were so worked up and they 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 had been red pilled. They were like, you know, you know who uh, we hate mainstream culture and the winners. You know who who the winners hate? Uh, the omelet bar, Donald Trump. They can't stand him. Enemy of our enemy is our friend. So, so these same guys um, embraced Trump's candidacy, and with all their all their memes and their jokes, became uh, started starting getting real. Right, it became less ironic. They decided. Uh, actually, I I I do kind of feel like. You know, white men are being shut out. Um, so it was in this in this uh, environment that that QAnon was born, um, and it looks like from this documentary. Well, this this guy uh, Fred, I forgot his, his full name. This guy Fred created. <laughs> Uh, 8chan and he's a this disabled guy and he was a he was kind of one of these uh, incel people and he internet was his life and so he developed it long story short he developed it then realized it it was going the wrong way especially after a lot of the mass shootings that were claiming uh, you know posting about live streaming what they did like the New Zealand shooter and, and posting their manifestos on 8chan. So he was like, I don't want anything to do with this anymore. But by this time, he was business partners with um, these these this father-son duo. And it looks like that father-son duo, spoiler alert, to, if, you, if you don't want Into the Storm spoiled for you, turn your uh, radio down for the next... 30 seconds. It looks like that father-son duo who started 8chan, this guy Ron Watkins and Jim Watkins, they're, they're Q. They're Q, guys. They're just these uh, horrible people. <laughs> like, total nerds. And... In addition to starting Q, they they really pushed a lot of the COVID trutherism and the election fraud propaganda. So, and and then so then by the by the end, but by like January six, it was this back and forth thing where Omelet Bar would say something and then Q would repeat it and then vice versa, uh, and. So basically, these these two guys that lived in the Philippines were partially in control of what was coming out of uh, our president's mouth. Um, all from uh, so who says that you can't? You don't have any power when you're just a, a loser in your basement. I guess that's the moral of the story. Thank you.
Charles Mingus, Mood Indigo. I think we got a phone call. Race to the bottom. Hey, John Reed. Oh, what's up? I know, I know who this is. This is Jim Watkins. Uh, <laughs> you went on a journey there. Did you know all that stuff? I did. I'm well. I had heard, um, and I don't know if if we can bring these guys into it because they too have have gotten canceled. But um, I heard that story on Reply All. Yes, Reply All. I don't know about why Reply All got canceled. I haven't followed that, but um, I've. I liked that, uh, I, or I liked that show. Why'd they get canceled? Yeah. Uh, it, well, it's, it's, it's an interesting and also kind of complicated story, but they started doing a series of reporting on Bon Appetit and oh, like yes. bro culture at Bon Appetit. And people who had been at, uh, Gimlet Media, this mm-hmm. produces, um, Reply all. We're like, you're, kind of, you know, you're kind of telling your own story, right? Oh, yeah. Glass yeah, houses, yeah, kind of yeah. thing. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I remain interested to see how that story develops. So you, um, oh, so yeah, there was the reply all about all this stuff. Yeah, I, I recently listened to that. Guys, this is yeah. this is uh this is Jay Clarkson on on the line. Um longtime friend. I was talking about Dr. Dad. Jay Clarkson's been around since uh since the Asheville FM days too, 2012, 2013. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um longtime caller, short time listener. <laughs> so or I guess it's first time listener. Yes. First time, time caller, first time listener. Yeah. Um, yeah. Glad to be here. So um, I wanted to have have you on, um, Jay, because you're you're kind of the uh, what was your name the 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 deacon the freaking deacon. The, yeah, sure. The freaking <laughs> deacon. Sure. Um, as long as it's not the free basing. Yes. Deacon. We'll be fine. Yeah. I just learned about um what what's the thing the the deacon the bleeding deacon in in uh in like AA culture. Yeah, Mark Marin was had had mentioned that. Um yeah, that's the idea that somebody like um gets uh gets a group going goes through all the work of establishing a group and then other people come in and they get sober and then they start to have ideas and the bleeding deacons like, that's not how they did it. Yeah. My day. <laughs> you know, uh, Pure, is, purity test. Right. Recognized as a fallacy, a logical fallacy yeah. in the AA world. So, so, yeah. Anyway, I dig- I've been very digressive today. I apologize about that, but uh, all over the place. It's good. It's good. Um, <laughs> so I wanted to have you on because I uh, you you 
posted on Twitter some stuff up about uh, some of these um, these really egregious trans laws um, in Texas mm-hmm. and in different states, and you right. uh, but approaching it from your um, from a, a really interesting Christian perspective um, that I thought was great, and I wanted to have you on to talk about that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and I appreciate that because I think that, you know, so often the voices that we hear in this discussion, the ones that are quote-unquote faith-based, are, um, are, are very hateful or seem very hateful, you know. Yeah. Uh, not entirely sure what folks are trying to forget. Um, and also, I think not really being very um, uh, conscientious about entering into sort of the the Christian tradition, you know, uh, and taking it all the way back. See, I'm, I'm apostolic in my view, <laughs> John Reed. Uh-huh. Um, and I'm not going to say that, like, Jesus himself or that uh, St. Paul would have um, envisioned a day where there were um, uh, where there were medical technologies that could affirm a person's gender identity, you yeah. know. Uh, but I will say that we have had those technologies for 40 years. And haven't mind them being used if they affirm a gender identity that we're already on board with. How, do, how so? Like, do you mean? Well, there's a there's a, uh, a musical number in uh, a chorus line that the title of it is "Dances Ten, Looks Three, um, but the refrain has. Is very specific about areas of a woman's anatomy that mm-hmm. she's had enhanced. Oh, I, I get in order yeah. to be successful. Yeah, yeah. Fans of a chorus line will know what I'm talking about. So I uh, so just yeah. just for context, I, I pulled up the the original um, tweet um, that, and this yeah. is from Second um, Corinthians five, right? Verse right. five. Would right. that would that be how I right. sent it? You said, from, yeah. from now on, therefore, we regard no one according to the flesh. Even though we once knew uh-huh. Christ according to the flesh, we know him no longer in that way. So if anyone is in Christ, there is a new creation. Everything old has passed away. See, everything has become new. And I... Right. Yes. So speak on that. So, and that that comes right after, you know, we were talking a while back of this idea of, uh, of the body and of the group. And, um, when a person is, is in that group, their identity changes. Um, and Paul was very specific about this also in Galatians where he says in Christ, there is no, um, there's neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither male nor female but all is one in Christ. And so I would, 
I would back that up to say we're, you know, Paul is saying essentially we're all somewhere on the gender spectrum. Mm -hmm. Uh, And these very specific, there are very specific gender roles in the ancient world that, uh, that both Paul and, and Jesus were, were actively subverting. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, those roles made, I mean, it's like the name of it is patriarchy. It's not just this concept, maybe patriarchy, you know, like it's very clearly the father of the family was the one who was in charge. Um, and again and again, there are stories particularly of women who um, who stepped outside of that power structure and therefore stepped out of their gender role. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a story, for instance, of um, an early Christian martyr named um, uh, Perpetua who had a vision of herself as a gladiator in the arena with what looked like an Egyptian, but everybody's like, okay, well, that's evil, you know. Yeah. Not that Egyptians are evil, but that's, you know, in the vision. Um, and kind of the, the head trainer of the gladiators was up on the edge, was clearly Christ. And she's relating how in this vision, she had all of her robes removed, and she had become, the wording is, I had become a man. You know, she had consciously shed her, that gender role Mm -hmm. and that subservience to the patriarchy in order to enter into this spiritual Mm. battle. Mm. So... So I think that there are, I mean, obviously there's still like pieces of that, that for us, you know, we'd want to, we'd want to challenge in terms of why does she have to become a man to do this? Yeah. You know, uh, but the point is that, uh, in early Christianity, uh, there's very clearly the sense of our true identity, not being, uh, tied to the gender roles assigned to us by the society that we lived in. But instead, going back to this idea that that at creation, everybody is is marked with the image of the divine. Yes. You know. Or Um, always, you know. We always have that. Yes. Right. Right. Exactly. And and that's true in, in Christianity and and certainly, uh, in, in Judaism, it's drawing from the same, from the same text. Um, so long story short, there's a, there's a long tradition in Christianity of trying to discern what is that? How is it that, that I personally reflect the image of, of this infinite God? Mm-hmm. Cause we're not all going to reflect the image in the same way. Uh, and so for some people, um, the image in which they are created does not match the role, the gender role that their physical, uh, sex would, yes. um, 
would give t- to them in society. So what do they do? They choose the society's gender role, or do they choose to live into that identity that they uh, have been imprinted with? That's and the, and to embrace yeah. change, which I feel like that 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 quote from Corinthians does so well. Is that yeah exactly. Exactly. And that quote, by the way, is that there's a there's a beautiful the Episcopal Church has recently added a ceremony for changing names. Mm. And that quote beautifully encapsulates why like this is a this is not just, oh, isn't it a shame these people have to deal with this? They wouldn't choose this unless they had to kind of rhetoric. It's more like isn't this beautiful that people have embraced who they are and it, this change? It's gender aff- affirming. Uh, Correct. It, it's yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah. we've got a minute left. I just so to to bring it back to, um, and I know you have uh, personal uh, interactions with this um, topic that we could talk about um, at another time on the show if you want to, but. I, oh yeah, I, yeah, yeah. If, but I was mentioning that how, as men, we are 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 gen, you know, our predetermined gender roles kind of shut us off. Uh-huh. You you, you uh-huh. feel that in your life? You go out to uh, dinner with with other men. Um, that would be weird. Yeah, and why? That's you know. <laughs> yeah. No. Exactly. Exactly. Well, yes, and I'll just say this real quickly. All of this legislation, yeah, in their in their reasoning for it, basically, all of their reasoning for doing this is like, have you seen what they do to the PP? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. How we can, who cares? Grow up just exactly. Yeah. Well, thank you so 